0: What remains missing in the intersectionality and gender identity debates? Narrated by Jenny Lin It has become normal for liberals claim a gender identity based on feelings. The ease with which gender can be established does not transfer over to the intersectionality debate. Fluidity of one's intersectionality features is less appreciated. Indeed, attempting to assume identities belonging to another intersectional category is condemned. Potential victims cannot identify as a member of an intersectional category to gain greater privilege or a higher victimization score. This difference in how gender and intersectionality is approached might seem odd when looked at from the perspective of a conservative. Conservatives view race as a social construct. It is not even a visible structure one can see in nature. If there is a race, it is the human race. Race encompasses all persons. But even if we choose to devolve race down to a subcategory, why would race be attached to skin color, a feature which exhibits an infinite range of hues? One researcher calculated that it only takes four or five generations to go from white to black or in the reverse direction. Why is hairstyle fixed to race and culture whereas makeup and leisure suits are not? Our sexual identity is obvious and grounded in biology whereas race is not clearly defined. Race is more easily mutable than one's sexual identity. A biracial person technically ought to be able to identify with either of his or her constituent races. We can look at the issue from a different angle. Am I free to self-identify as a rational human being? May I call myself a Christian or CIS gendered, regardless of who I am or how I live my life? May I self-identify as a homeless person, though I do have my own home? May I go to a Trump rally and claim Republican status, despite voting for Bernie Saunders? Why is gender fluid when no other attribute is accorded the same level of subjectivity? Of course, what ought not be and what is not legal does not mean it is never done or impossible to do. Many people wear crucifixes and claim the status of Christian while rejecting the church, the divinity and even the sufficiency of Christ. There are churches that reject just about everything held dear by mainline churches and deny what would normally be considered the attributes of a Christian church yet display a cross at the front of their building. People have rights, we are told. One of those rights is to avoid dictionaries and what is considered rationality to identify with what most people would think they reject. But once dictionary definitions are eschewed, anyone can claim to be anything. Who can claim the other person is confused and guilty of misidentifying themselves if definitions have been rejected as just an outdated convention? To accuse someone of misidentifying themselves because their claim fails to match dictionary definitions is akin to a crime against humanity. What is a person if he or she is not what he or she says he or she says she is? What does it mean to have human rights if we cannot have the right to define who we are and therefore what it means to be human? When the purpose of humanity is defined as being whatever we wish to be, there is not much freedom to define what humanity is not. So much of what passes for as an expression of human rights is an attempt to render human nature meaningless. We are human beings either as a thing separate from all that is non human, or we are human because to be human is to be animistic and an integral part of everything else. For the former to be true, we have to have boundaries and a line between us and everything else. We must be unique in some way. In the latter instance, we just have to be existing visibly. According to liberals, however, mankind does not transcend reality as a thing in itself with its own identity. In the opinion of the left mankind is imminent embedded in the world and the world is imminent in us. Gender identity is solipsism through the back door. We can be what we will be by changing the definition of who we are or by eliminating the definition altogether. Words have become politically incorrect just by adhering to a definition. Objectivity is racist in this sensitized reality. Who are we to limit identity to what sex says? Who are we to define what is real or true? Who has the right to define what a human is when the definition might exclude someone who wishes to be human? This question may seem to be answerable in one of two ways, but it is not. The question is not even what it seems. We may engage in debate on whether gender is based on sex or not and if race is real or just an identity we consciously assume, but were it that simple, there would not be so many contradictory position or opinions. It is not wrong to say objectivity is missing from these debates, but we cannot say subjectivity is not real for some people. What is really missing is reality. Ontologically, this is because by embracing the reality that has become defined by subjective parameters, reality has become centered on feelings. For many people, this is the only reality they have. Some authors even talk about what is called emotional intelligence. Those who reject gender identity language suffer from a lack of emotional intelligence. Or so say liberals. According to this view, conservatives do not understand the centrality of emotion and the need for empathy. But empathy is a prerequisite if one is not going to be accused of a hate crime. What is missing in these debates with liberals is reality. By this, we mean a reality that can be considered real. Objectivity is missing from these debates and from the liberal worldview. Because reality is not present. According to liberals, the only thing that exists is the feelings of those who debate us. Gender is a denial that nothing but feelings are important. But liberals do not debate, they express their feelings, they demand empathy. Failing this, they become angry. If you do not care how the other person feels, say liberals, or if you act in a way that hurts the feelings of another person, your actions are hateful, and you need to be cancelled or even jailed. Liberals think all a person needs to do is to state how they feel. This statement about their feelings is considered to be an absolute truth. Feelings cannot be reasoned with, disputed, or qualified. This reality based on emotional states is reality for modern liberals. But it is a reality without any objectivity. It is a reality that cannot be defined. Emotional states are literally a reality that has no reality. Emotions are not real if we consider reality to be something that is objective, that can be validated, and that can be verified. We can claim reality does not care how the other person feels, but if the other person is a liberal, he only cares about how he feels. Liberals do not think they need to have their reality validated by objective measures. They want their reality validated by acceptance. Liberal reality is a feeling. This is why in the intersectionality debate, race is considered a thing. Despite Biden's statement that if one is not Democrat, one is not black, race is still considered a category. Biden's statement would have been more accurate had he stated, if one is not Democrat, one is not a black victim. If one does not feel like a victim, one does not register on the intersectionality scale. If a black person rejects the victim narrative, he or she is not black in the sense of the identity of black as a category of victim. If the person does not feel victimized as a black person, he or she is not black intersectionality, speaking. What Biden meant is that if you do not identify as a victim, you have no intersectional identity. Intersectionality is an emotional scale. Your reality as a liberal depends on your being able to locate yourself on this scale. Intersectional reality is real to liberal progressives, but it is a personal reality which invalidates its claim of being real. But that is the problem, the reality of liberals has ceased to be something that can be defined as real. As with their emotional identity, reality is asserted as an attribute of the ego. The physical reality liberals, began with, proved to be nothing more than an experience. Materialists understand reality as electrical impulses experienced in a person's mind. The only real thing a physical body experiences is their emotional reaction. But this emotional reaction created by the electrical activity of cells is not real. Reality must be more than physiology. The one thing missing from the reality of liberals is reality. Emotions are real only for the person who experiences them. If we cannot prove color is more than a mental illusion, what is the emotion that seeing colors, perhaps as a rainbow or flower, sometimes elicits? If we divide gender from sex, then we have nothing but our emotions to decide what we are. Emotions cannot be communicated to anyone else in anything but the most abstract of ways. John may feel like a woman, but woman in this context is an indescribable feeling. To identify as a woman because of gender is to identify nothing. There are no characteristics of a woman. There are no features which belong to a woman. A woman is a man is a non-gendered. There are no distinct attributes that belong to one and not the other. One may as well say all dollar bills are what we say they are. Why ought only bills with ten on them be considered ten dollar notes? Without knowing what a woman is and what a woman is not, there is nothing that is a woman. In short, it is fair to say that what is missing from the intersectionality and gender debates is everything that is descriptive. Liberals take away everything and leave us with nothing. Liberalism imposes a scorched earth policy on our intellects. Intersectionality and gender debates destroy our ability to communicate. Unless one wishes to claim that something which has no meaning, has identity, and that which has no characteristics, has reality, liberalism leaves us with nothing that is real.